an IBM report on cloud security. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Lamor Kessam, Global Executive Security Advisor at IBM Security. Welcome Lamor. Hey Tanya. I should have said welcome back. Uh, thanks for, for joining us again. R remind us if you will, what you do at IBM Security. So as a security advisor at IBM, I help security professionals understand better the threat landscape and the risks that apply to their business and how they can mitigate them. IBM just released a report detailing security threats for cloud computing. What research went behind this report to develop the findings? I really, really like this report because it has two sources that are different and equally interesting. One is from the Institute for Business Value, the IBM IBV. Uh, and this is where we can speak to customers and to other you know, companies across the globe and ask them questions. So this was a survey. Uh, and then we also had Xforce Iris, which is our incident response and intelligence services team, where we actually took data from incidents that we responded to. So that both, both are very real world uh, and very interesting to me. And, and this is where the data for the report came from. What are the, some of the top threats in cloud today? So there's a lot of talk about cloud security and the top threats that we have found through this report were actually interesting and, and somewhat surprising. Um, you know, I thought I would see a lot more about attacks and, and stuff coming from external uh, adversaries. But what we saw is that complexity and shadow IT are the top issues that companies are grappling with at this time. What do you mean by shadow IT and, and how does it relate here? So shadow IT is when employees will stand up applications of their choice without considering risk assessments, without uh, you know it being maybe approved by the company for, for use, for commercial use. Obviously, if they're using it at work, it becomes commercial uh, use. And the company has to consider whether or not it would like the employees to be using it. Um, and that is because there are security considerations, there may be vulnerabilities that are not patched that could be applicable, and that is being introduced in the company's networks. So shadow IT is one of the things that we're seeing a lot in the cloud because it's so much easier to deploy services in the cloud, um, you know, alongside with just the usual uh, employees sometimes just getting more resources without approvals, without going through the usual processes, uh, and just making the bill larger every month. Uh, there is also just standing up applications from different sources of, you know, whatever they like, whatever is, it seems helpful to them at the time. So that is introducing risk into the into company and our networks in the cloud. What are the ingredients in cloud complexity? Cloud complexity has two faces, I would say. First is there's just a lot of users, processes, a lot of things are happening in the cloud. So complexity can come from the place of, you know, using a lot of different vendors. Companies we talk to use at least 30 vendors in the cloud. And this is not something completely new. It comes from classic IT where there's complexity there as well from using a bunch of different vendors. Uh, and it's happening in the cloud already uh, as well. So that causes complexity because sometimes things don't talk to one another, not integrated very well with one another. And there's just a lot to monitor at once. Uh, and there's also complexity from just how the ownership of things uh, takes place in the cloud because it's a shared response, it's a shared model a lot of times with the cloud provider, the cloud service provider. And so there could be complexity there that will cause 
let's say, um, security gaps, uh, policy gaps, because, you know, the vendor can see a part of the infrastructure, mostly the lower part of it, as in the, uh, uh, the actual, you know, they're responsible for the assets that they're providing and then the companies that are contracting them can see the rest maybe they can see the platform they can see the software so there's not enough visibility across the board and that can cause also uh, security gaps so that's the other phase of complexity how are cyber criminals using cloud resources to scale attacks they're using them in legitimate ways <laughs> to do illegitimate things uh, most of the time. So if they're, if they're looking to scale attacks, they're just using them for scale. They're using the cloud for scale. What they can do at that point is enjoy the fact that they can turn services on and off very quickly. They can set up infrastructure really fast and, you know, kind of pay by the second, then make it disappear, which is very lucrative to cyber criminals because they want to, first, first of all, appear like they're coming from different places in the world. Uh, and then also wipe their traces really quickly after uh, an attack. Uh, also the, the scale. I mean, if they want to have, uh, you know, a better DDoS attack or if they want to be, be able to deploy a lot more different attacks at the same time, they have that flexibility in the cloud. So this is one way that they're, they're able to scale attacks and amplify them through the cloud. Related to complexity. Who owns security in the cloud? Are, are vulnerabilities the result of lack of visibility or misunderstandings there? So who owns security in the cloud is a complex question because it really depends on the cloud model. Nowadays, we're looking at multi-cloud environments. They're hybrid clouds. Some of them are on-premise. Some of them are, you know, maybe a public cloud. Some of them are private cloud and so forth. Uh, and so it really depends, you know, if we're looking at the scenario of a public cloud, which is where ownership gets, you know, more complicated is, you know, the security also is kind of divided as well in that part. So if the provider and providers could be offering, you know, different things, they could be doing infrastructure, they can be doing platform and they could be doing software as a service or all three and companies can buy one or all three. And that's, that's when they have to decide, you know, who owns this, the security in this area, who owns the security in the it, it makes for complicated contracts, it complicates liability, and a lot of times that also creates gaps in security because sometimes neither party is aware of what exactly is being secured by whom. So what recommendations do you have for businesses and IT professional, professionals to, to harden their cloud infrastructure and applications? I have some, some advice. I think that it all begins with first considering why does one want to move to the cloud? What do they want to achieve by that? Like what kind of project are they looking at? And then take a risk-based view at that project. Incorporate security from the very inception of the project, just, you know, even scoping it. Make sure that, you know, the security controls that are going to be needed are going to be integrated from the get-go and then look at project feasibility at that point. So that's like a very first step to, to make. Uh, then establishing collaborative, collaborative governance and changing the culture in the company to have people understand more about how the cloud is connected, uh, adopting a unified strategy so they can um, combine cloud and security operations. So we're talking a lot about DevSecOps and all that, and, and all those kind of security concepts. So this becomes more important here. Also making sure that the company's existing governance and policies apply also to all the cloud projects that they're deploying. 
In the cloud, I would say another thing that's really important is access management because uh, it's not only humans accessing things, it's everything accessing everything. Uh, and a lot of things, you know, based on code in the cloud, uh, it's all that much more important to have access management and also to minimize privileged access. We, we do it in classic IT. It's not something new, but these concepts come back again and again in the kind of incidents that we've been responding to. And we want to highlight that as something that we really advise about. Um, and that goes back to something like, let's say, like the zero trust model. In other words, trust nothing, verify everything, and make sure that only things that should be accessing data are able to access it. Um, also, automating security processes, this is really important. Even automating access is part of it, but also automating security processes. It helps with compliance, helps with regulation, and it really helps make sure that things in the cloud remain under control. Uh, and maybe the last point I would give is to bring that cloud deployment into the incident response plans. Rehearse the scenarios of an attack that could affect the cloud services the company is using and make sure that the team that's responsible for incident response is able to know what to do in case that this is the place where they get hit. Lamore Kessem, Global Executive Security Advisor, IBM Security. If somebody wants to connect with you, Lamore, thanks for joining us, by the way. If somebody wants to connect with you, what's the best way they can do that? I would say one good way is LinkedIn. Just look me up, Lamore Kessem. It's pretty easy. I think I'm one of the only ones. And uh, I'm also on Twitter where I have a security feed and that would be at iCyberFighter. I love it, I love that Twitter. Thanks again, Lamar. Thank you. And find more of my interviews right here, or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.